Well, my brothers and sisters, I gotta warn you ahead of time. I love Lent and I love Ash Wednesday. I get overexcited sometimes and also I've been working on my cross, my Ash Cross, and so I make it really big and at this point in the day I've done it. This, this is my third time here, so I'm, I'm about to cover everybody's forehead with ashes here. So I'm just warning you ahead of time, okay? Uh, actually, that is the exact opposite of what Christ is talking about in our gospel tonight, right? He is telling us that true religion is not all about show. It's not about the surface. It's not about appearances. That true religion is interior, and that it comes from the heart, and that it is manifest in true good deeds, righteous deeds, true behavior that is uh, authentically, morally upright, especially in relation to our neighbor. And uh, that's what true religion is. Now, of course, all the externals that we do as Catholics are important. They're just not the most important thing. Okay, there's, there's what we build on the foundation of a good life, of an authentically good life. Um, all the externals are important because they are a way, they're for our benefit. They're not for other people's benefit. They're a way that we're able to concretize our interior dispositions and attitudes of faith, um, of hope, of devotion to God. So because we're bodily beings, we need to express those interior uh, realities in a physical and concrete way. So it's for our sake that we're here to receive ashes, to kneel, to stand, to pray, to do different rituals. Uh, but we understand, though, that those are kind of secondary, that the real foundation and essence of what Jesus came to teach us has to do with the insides, the depths of our being and our hearts, and that our will is ordered towards God, and it wants to do his will, and then actually does do it, especially, as I said again, in relation to our neighbor, doing what's truly right uh, by our neighbor. Um, this, this Lent, what I would uh, suggest, and what I'm going to try with myself, and, and what I would suggest for all of us is, what is that one thing, or maybe a few things, that we can do to make our religion not just talk and surface show, but actually real, real reality? What is that one thing that we can do, or maybe a few things that we can do, the, the change that we know we need to make? Okay? Make that a resolution, make that a project for Lent, whatever that might be. On the lighter side of things, the less serious side of things, maybe it's, it's gossip, although gossip can get pretty bad. Maybe it's gossip, maybe it's too much internet usage. I know for myself, I've, I feel like I've been on the internet way too much, and it's taking away time that can be used more constructively uh, for other things, for relationships in particular. Maybe that's taking away from time that we could be using to give to our spouse, to our, to our children. Uh, maybe on the more serious side of things. Um, you know, and I've mentioned this now the third time here, and I think it rings, uh, it rings a bell with a lot of people, is maybe there is someone that we really need to be reconciled with. You know, especially a family member. And it's, it's really sad when parents or siblings or whoever it might be, family, are estranged from each other. They're not talking for, to each other. They haven't talked to each other for however long it might be, months, maybe years. And wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to say, okay, that's, that's the one thing that I really need to work on this Lent. Let me be reconciled to my family member. Let me not let these 40 days elapse without being reconciled with that person. What an awesome Lent that would be. 
And whatever that is, that one thing or that those few things that we really do need to do to make our religion authentic and from the heart, I think we know it. And we just got to be honest with ourselves. And uh, I am never, uh, it never ceases to amaze me, the reality of the human conscience. I'm, I'm actually fascinated by the whole idea of the conscience. I think it's a remarkable thing. And it really is, in me, my own personal journey, just the, of course, experiencing the pull and the tug of my own conscience throughout the course of my whole life and reflecting on the reality of the human conscience is the one thing that has kept me believing in God and has kept me on the straight and narrow, so to speak, throughout the course of my life and has ordered me to be where I am right now. Uh, the conscience is an amazing thing. If you think about it, we can be wrong about so many things in life. We can make a lot of, we can make financial errors. We can make a lot of speculative errors when it comes to uh, abstract topics or uh, academic subjects or what have you. We can be wrong about tons and tons of things. But you know what? We can't be wrong ever if we just listen to our conscience. Our conscience is the voice of God. It's like an ambassador that God has implanted in each one of our hearts. And God can't be wrong, and his ambassador can't be wrong. If we're really honest with our conscience and we follow it, we can't go wrong. We're going to get closer to God. We're going to remove the obstacles that stand in that lay in between us and a, a closer relationship with God and a more loving and authentic relationship with our neighbor. Isn't that an amazing thing to think about? That's the one thing that we have that's basically infallible. We can't go wrong. We can't make a mistake if we follow our conscience. How do we do that? Well, we just really have to be honest with ourselves. We've got to kind of push away the noise of the day and sit down at one point. And it's like it's like talking to yourself. We know animals don't do this. Only human beings can do this. You can literally, I'm not talking about schizophrenia, you can literally ask yourself a question and you, if you listen closely enough, will give you the right answer. You can say, what do I need to do? I'll talk to myself. David... What do you need to do in these 40 days of Lent? And if I'm patient, I'll give myself that answer. Okay? I'll be able to answer, and then I just obey myself. Isn't that an amazing thing to think about? The conscience works that way. So we get further and further away from God when we don't listen to ourselves, when we don't listen to the depths of our hearts, when we don't obey ourselves, when we don't obey the depths of our hearts. We get further and further away from God. And so we just reverse the process. By listening, by obeying that voice inside of us that tells us what's right and what's wrong. Um, this natural sort of voice in our hearts uh, that we call the conscience is something that even non-Christians have. I'm, I'm amazed by this one passage that I read in an ancient pagan philosopher by the name of Seneca. And he actually would go through an examination of conscience at the end of the day. This is a pagan. Okay, He's not a Christian. This is about 2,000 years ago. He was, he was virtually contemporaneous with, with uh, Christ. And in one of his letters to his friends, he talks about this examination of conscience that he does at the end of the day. He says, my wife knows I do this every night, so she stops talking to me at a certain point in the night. And then and I turn out the lamp, and I just sit in the corner, and I ask myself, okay, what did you do right today? What did you do wrong today? And he goes on and he gives these details. It's really remarkable. The point is, is that this is an amazing gift that God has given to all of us, no matter what faith or religion or what we have. 
And he's given that to us right from our, from our conception. And it's a really special gift that's like our guardian angel. And we can't go wrong if we follow it. So my brothers and sisters, this Lent, let's make our religion substantive. Let's make it real, okay? Not just surface and not just talk. There's a few things that we've got to help us in this process. If When we're leaving church tonight, if you look to the left hand uh, table in the vestibule, you'll find a few things. There'll be these little booklets that we got, and we were asked by the parish council to make sure the print was large. Okay, so they're Lenten meditation books, and the print is larger than the other ones we were considering, okay? Uh, so there's those. Um, there is, there's also little printouts that I got, half-page printouts that just go over in really brief details the laws of fasting and abstinence for uh, Lent. So that's just a reminder, you can grab one of those when you go. And then there's, I think there's a third thing. Oh, the rice bowls. How could I forget the rice bowls? Okay, so you guys, I want you to hold my feet to the fire in this one because I'm going to share with you my Lenten resolution. My Lenten resolution is actually to go through the rice bowls, that the whole that whole uh, devotional on a day by day by day. The first year, I have to say this is what I did. I basically said, oh yeah, rice bowls. At the end of Lent, I like took 40 bucks and I shoved it in the box and you know turned it in. Uh, last year I was better. But it was kind of hit and miss, okay, with some days on, some days off. This lens, I'm going to do it for real, okay. Every day I'm going to go through as part of my daily prayers. And it really is an awesome devotional. It's, it's not only giving money, and that's really not the main point in a certain sense, okay. It's an opportunity to give alms, as Christ asks us today in our gospel. Uh, but it's really for our benefit, because what it does is it broadens our horizon. It makes us aware of the needs of other people all throughout the world. So they're going to focus on three or four different countries that Catholic Relief Services has been ministering to. And you're going to learn about these individuals, and that's what's really neat about it, is that these needy people in these different countries are named, their life stories, their personal details are given to us, and we're able to pray for them, and for uh, their communities, and their needs, and we're able to make a real difference in their lives. It's a great uh, devotion to do with kids. So I really highly recommend parents to do this with kids, even if it was uh, just a few days a week and not every day. Um, so we've got those those tools, so to speak, for us in the back. I encourage you to get those. Um, and, and that way we're going to make our religion this length uh, substantial and true from the heart and real and not just on the surface and on the lips.